Welcome to the doghouse. And we are without our producer, Phil, because he's out making a living. Why is he starting now? I don't get it. Oh, hello, everybody. Yeah, he would probably argue that he actually isn't making a living, that his job is a hobby. I would think he would probably. He has said that in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so he's not with us tonight. So there probably won't be a lot of yelling. So we should just yell, as a matter of fact. Ken, you ignorant slut. Yeah, (laughs) you took the the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, Ken, you ignorant slut. Ken, you got to work harder, faster meter. You got to be everything. (laughs) Come on, Ken. Step it up. You don't deserve the truth. You You don't deserve the truth. You have divorced wives that are depending on you. (laughs) Mark Marquez will never ride a motorcycle again. Well, he probably will, but he won't be riding very fast. Not as a professional. <laughs> oh, he he was picking on me today on Facebook, claiming that I I always claim that Marquez is in the right circumstances. Still, still a great ride, and I I think he is. I just don't know whether the he's going to be able to physically hold up to the punishment he's taking while he waits for a Honda. And if that's if he what? stays he with did Honda. Not, he did not crash in the last race. He, he actually got points. That was I didn't realize that was the first points he'd earned since last season. Yep. Wow. Now, not only did he get points, he didn't crash. He rode the bike to its limits, not mm-hmm. his. Yeah. And, and, he, and he accepted it, right? Yeah, and yeah he, accepted, he accepted it. Which is, I think, probably the safest thing for him to do. Right. I, yeah, I think he realized that, that bike was never it, that bike was a 15th place bike. Yeah, and he rode it to 14th. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm gonna go with what Joanne Mir said. They said that the bike's got limits. The problem is it doesn't communicate with you that it, you're about to exceed the limits before you do. It just throws you off and says, "Yeah, that was it." So yeah. and, you're, and, you're, anyway. you're getting close. You're getting close. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. You went too far. <laughs> no, I don't think it does that. It basically says, ah, da, 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 get off. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, we uh, we we kind of we wrapped up the motocross season this weekend. Yep. Iron, and Iron Man. We now, had an Iron Man, I guess, it, in a kind of a weird season way, Jet. Swept everything. Might as well hit the four fifties. He yeah. swept everything. Yeah, he uh, did. He he won everything. And I, you know, this is where Phil would be arguing with this. No, Warren. <laughs> he didn't. He had a shorter season and less competition. Right. Yeah. And, right. And a lot less. And most of the field was out. Right. But um, you know, I, as far as I'm concerned, in any sport, that if you have an undefeated season, that's an accomplishment. And to do that when you're the youngest rider yeah. ever to it's, win, it, it was definitely an accomplishment. He deserves the accolades that he got. Right. Or now the question will get. And the question is: is how big will his head swell up? Uh, I would hope not too big, because he should realize that there was not a lot of talent. Everyone was hurt. A few guys came back at the end, but they were Barsha, for example. But he was not 100%. You can tell by the way he was riding, he wasn't yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I don't think anybody was. And and his primary competition was just, they. you know, everybody else in the field wasn't racing him. They were racing someone else, right? Yeah. And it's been like that for a lot of the season. 
And in the and the in entire so I mean so you know Jet goes they gets the undefeated season but you know what in my opinion now he's got to go undefeated in the Super Motocross because if he doesn't it's going to kind of like be there's been a number of teams in the NFL that have won all this, the games of the season but then lost in the playoffs right this is their or the Super Bowl or the Super Bowl right, right? yeah so they got to go all the way through. And Jet's got to do it, which I think creates a whole different level of pressure, which I think we've seen signs of the pressure um, the last few rounds with Jet. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, the, you know, especially as he had a couple near incidents on this last race. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but he pulled through. I mean, you know, he had a big enough lead and he could still. Yeah, you know, is essentially the same talent that he has right now, or is the same people he's going to be racing with in the uh, super in the super motocross. motocross? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't racing. think any anybody's coming back healthy, no matter what. But yeah. um, you know, if I had to rank order the people going into super motocross in the four fifties, I guess it'd be, you know, number one, of course, would be Jet. He's in first. You know, he's in the power position. He's number one going into the playoffs. Mm -hmm. yep. Number two, Sexton. Sexton's the yep. only one that's gave him any issues all year long. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, and then number three, I would have to split it between Plessinger and Barsha. No, no mention of Frantis, huh? He would be my, he would be after those two. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Cause he's not been, he has no consistency. Yeah. Well, you can done. Course None. Court, you never know what people are going to do when big bucks are on the line. They could all choke. All three yeah, every of them. One of them right. Every one of them could. Yeah. So, but we'll I would see. have to go with, I'd have to go with those as my, like my top five, uh, you know, some people might want to throw, uh, you know, Adam C and Cirillo up there. I, That'd no. be crazy. No, I wouldn't put Adam C and Cirillo in my top five. I, I, I think put, it would be, I would think it would be unfair for you even to mention them. Yeah, I Warren, wouldn't put because you now you've now you've, ba <laughs> you, you've basically sent the death wish to him, right? Well, yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't put uh, Anderson in the top five. He he's just not done. No, anything. no, 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 no. He's he well for number one, he's had a horrible season, right? Yeah. So I I would have to think I would put March Banks up higher than seeing Cirillo and Anderson both. He's yeah, had he a media March Banks has had moments of he's looked awesome. Yeah, the problem the scene Cirillo's got right now is every time he gets on a motorcycle, he's testing fate, right? And the odds, he hasn't had a catastrophic wreck in a while, which means it's like <laughs> he's due, due. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's due. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I I wouldn't even mention him. You yeah. know, I'm, like I mean, that, he's not I like him. Five. I like him. So I'm not going to mention his name at all. He would not we, be in my top five power rankings going into supermotor. Yeah. We, we didn't mention the, the 250s where I actually think of, of all the things that happened this season for a hunter. This was probably the smartest weekend. Oh, yeah. His. Oh, he yeah. raced that smarter. He knew what he needed to do and he, and he, he performed what he needed to do in order to be able to seal the championship. I mean, that's another first, right? Uh, that we have a, you know, brothers winning the 250s and the 450s. We probably, well, I, should, I was going to say, we probably want to see that again. But if he doesn't, if Hunter doesn't go to the 450s, we could well see that again. Because yeah. the one thing that Hunter did was he beat the real 250, you know, he, he had he, competition. 
He had real competition. Yeah, yeah he had real competition. Cooper, Samoda. Yeah. Hampshire. Yeah. Kitchen. You know, yeah, yeah. Levi, I mean, Levi, he had his Levi moments. put some moments in there. He, he had his Boland moments. Is also he had yeah. his, his moments too. I actually, in a way, would almost give him did. more credit than Hunter. And everybody's gonna say you're out of your mind. I mean, uh, the Jet. Everybody would say I'm out of my mind because Jet had this perfect season and all that. It's, it's like, but he had a perfect season against an imperfect, an imperfect slate of competition. Right. Hunter had what he was going to have. It wasn't like the best riders in the two fifties were out because of injuries. Like it was in the four fifties. There was really only one. I, I think Hunter earned it more than jet earned it. You oh know, yeah. You know, jet. Yes. Basically took off and it was catch me if you can all season long. Right. Yeah. For the most part. I mean, and the, they the couldn't part. and they couldn't. Uh, that's right. They couldn't. So, um, Chase, Chase almost got him a couple of times, but in the end, he, yes, he did. Yeah. He he still ended up four and six, four, six, 10 seconds behind at the end. Yep. Yep. Now the question's going to be, what's going to look, what's it going to look like next season? And what's it going to, and what's it going to look like in supercross, uh, for him or is now the expectation such that he's going to start to feel the pressure? I mean, he's a kid. He is literally a kid, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, and that, that that I'm glad you mentioned Supercross because there was several racers left and didn't is aren't participating in motocross this year to go over and race World Supercross. Yeah. Well, World Supercross, from you know several things I've seen on the interwebs, is having some financial issues and might end up folding before the season is over. I'm mean, that's or, not su- that's not surprising at all though to me. Yeah, it's not. You know they they. Yeah, they try to do a lot in year mm-hmm. one. You got to build up this kind of stuff. They try to do a lot. They set really big purses, which is to try to Huge attract purses, the top yeah. riders. And they got a lot of them. And they did. But, you know, again, you got to have a real season. And they haven't had a real season, right, for you to no. watch. So, I mean, a few races is not a season. So, I think that they should have worked on developing that uh, along the model of, the way that um the way that uh you know um supercross well, well, does. and then that and that's the real problem is that american supercross is world supercross yes. both are champions this year riding honda which for the first time is you know a long time actually won championships yeah. are australian mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and Joe Shimoda, one of the top riders in two fifties, Japanese. Yep. So the world world supercross is American supercross. That's the other yeah. thing they had to fight. That's, and they're not going to win that race. Yeah. That's, that's depressing because we had gotten spoiled around here for years and years and years that the riders that were winning the championships were all Americans. Yeah, and the competition's but, picked up. I mean, the Hunter brothers, I mean, the Lawrence brothers could for all intents and purposes could be Americans. They've been, in California for a number of years. I don't know what their long-term prospects are, but they came here to be able to race what they, what they thought was the best in the world in motocross and, you know, to get better. And, and I think the father's um, comments about if you want to get, if you want to be the best in the world, you have to race with the best in the world. He was right. Yeah. And the best so, in the world is here, not in world supercross, no. so, which means if world supercross does, fail or becomes irrelevant 
some of those racers will be back for Supercross this next season. So you're going to see some, you know, like the Ken Roxons. He's going to be back. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that Ken Roxon's coming back. Now, yeah, I'm sure he. I'm sure he'll come back. The money's too good yeah. to not come back. He'll come back. I think that. I think that was the the whole thing that we went through with Tomac this year, who had announced that he was going to retire after the motocross season. That was it for him, and now he's going to be coming back. So. I just think the problem is, is the money's good enough now that it's hard for these guys to say no. I mean, Roxon eventually <laughs> will have no arms, you know, if he keeps yeah, coming he's, back, right? He, does he have them now? Eventually, his hands will be attached to his shoulders, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and all he'll be able to do is wave at you, right? Hey! Oh, hey. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm sure he can get some kind of, you know, uh, reasonable accommodation with handlebars to, to be able to gra- <laughs> grasp them up way up here at the top. Yeah, they'll attach the handlebars to his shoulders. <laughs> you know? But anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm... I would like to say I'm looking forward to um, I'm looking forward to the quote unquote playoffs, which don't mean anything since the championship has already been decided. I, well, I, I would like to say I'm championship for- has been decided. Now we got yeah. a three race championship. We got decided. Yeah. Which is meaningless. Right. Well, I'd like, but I'm, but I'm just count the money. I'm not, a, there's yeah, a lot but, of money but, in this. But, but there's no prestige and for the fans. What does a fan get out of it, right? Out of three races. That's like World Supercross, right? I mean, so what's the point? The it didn't work in NASCAR. NASCAR no, tried it. NASCAR NASCAR tried. Sucks, it's a horrible yeah. f- failure. Nobody seems to like it. Um and so, except NBC or motorsports. Yeah, yeah it's it's all it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a, it's it's all about media money. It's got nothing to do with anything else. So anyway. Um, well, they also put real yeah, quick on that last thing about uh, the super motocross, they released their track layouts. I don't know if you saw them or not. It actually looks pretty good. I think the tracks are going to be very interesting, especially the one in the Rose Bowl. So yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing that because they try to mix both motocross elements with supercross elements. It's not going to be. I, I saw the same thing that you saw. And to me, it looked like. It's trying to make motocross like supercross. So what's the point? We have a supercross season for that. Yeah. So I I don't get it. I'm not excited about it. Interesting, but I'll, I don't I'll, know I'll watch well. it because I enjoy any kind of racing. But <laughs> if it wasn't there, would I miss it? No, because I'm you know once motocross is over with, I'm waiting for supercross to you start. Know, I'm, I'm kind of like you know with Phil on that. This is just a new version of the million dollar shootout. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I like the million dollar shootout. I enjoyed it. I'm okay. But you know, then again, I, I get to watch it all at once. I don't have to sit there and, you know, watch three, it over three weeks, yeah. over three weeks. Right. But anyway, okay. Um, let's talk about some news. Let's talk about the Cameron Bouvier news first, because I actually have some additional information that came out from an interview with Cameron Bouvier. So you, yeah, so, why don't you, you know, go ahead and, well, what I had, and you're going to add on to there is that yes. Cam is basically done for the season. Not he's, not basically. He's officially done. Well, for the season. he's, he's been officially done. Stick a fork yeah. in him. Yeah, he's exactly. done for the season. Mm-hmm. And you know, I can't blame him. He can't win. He can't win the championship. He's mathematically eliminated. Jake is the champion. Oh, he was mathematically and, eliminated a while ago. Yeah, I think he's 
He is uh, banged up pretty bad. He got hit in midair by another motorcycle. Yep. Yep. You know, I would kind of look at it from, from his perspective says, yeah, you know, I'm taking a break. I got hit. Yeah, got but that's hit. not, I'm that's done. not, that, that's kind of what my thought was too. Until two I read races. this interview. Um, and in the interview and what I didn't know, and he, and he actually said in the interview that nobody really knew that he had, um, two weeks in a row, he, he got concussions and, Ooh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So his, he said one of the times he, the, the last time that he didn't even realize he had taken a, a hard hit and he went home and he started having some symptoms that he had had from the prior week. So he spoke to the team and he spoke to the doctor about it. And they said, well, there's nothing for you to gain by racing, but it's probably not a good idea for you to continue to race Yeah, nothing to gain and everything to lose. Yeah. It's not worth the risk. And so it was decided, um, amongst the team and cam that let's just get healthy and, you know, start over next year. But speaking of which I want, I want Moto America to think seriously about doing what, um, a lot of the series MotoGP and world Superbike have done in the past uh, and do and do to this day, actually. And that is when you have somebody who's so dominating, they usually take steps to try and um, equalize Level things a little bit, right? A little bit, right? <clears throat> like you know, world, Superbike, world Superbikes tried it, but you know, they take 250 RPMs from somebody, give 250 to someone and it doesn't, it's not even noticeable. Um, and, and they have a weird system where you exchange like tokens to world Superbike, which I don't quite get where you can use, yeah, it's all, it's where you can use your loser early. points to exchange for RPMs. Right. But what they used to do in, in, uh, Moto GP is they actually used to adjust the weight of the bike. So, you know, because, um, which they wanted all the, all the bikes to be at within a certain weight range. And they always did that. So you've had a really light rider would have a distinct advantage. They would add additional weight to the back of the bike. Which um, in Motor America would be probably easier to manage than the RPM stuff because. Oh yeah. 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 The, the edge and electronics would be very hard because they don't control that. Like they do in, in Moto GP where the. No. The electronics and they, are all and they don't, and there's no way they can do that in MotoGP anymore with all the aerodynamics and the high tech fairings and everything they have on there. That adding weight would just probably screw up the way the bikes are set up and make it. It, even it depends worse. on it depends on how they did it. If it was behind fairings, the weight. But forgetting MotoGP for right now, because that's going to be a whole different discussion. We're going to probably have before next season. Is what is MotoGP, and I'm sure Dorna's already thinking about this. What they're going to do. Um, eventually when, when the entire top 10 ends up being Ducati's, what are they going to do? That's going to hurt the sport dramatically, but talking about, um, Moto America and, you know, Boubier coming back, hopefully healthy next year. He looked really, really good in the beginning of the season. He looked really, really good. Yeah. Um, the BMW looked better than I would have expected. Uh, certainly better. better than the BMWs looked in world Superbike. And, and we had a conversation on one show about it. Yeah. I think it's more the rider than the bike. I mean, the bike was good. Now you got a very good rider on a good bike, and that's why it's in a much better position. Well, I mean, speaking of that, I'm that's why I'm looking forward to Stefano Mesa being his replacement. I think that makes perfect sense. Yes. Because he he proved he can ride. Yeah. Um, but is there anything they're going to be able to do? Because 
this was ex- this conversation is like a mirror of a conversation we had four years ago about Cameron Boubier. Is they going to do anything about Cameron <laughs> Boubier winning winning uh, all the races? Nobody has a chance, and he's dominating. And then Cameron Boubier left, and then Jake Gagne. You know, um, Jake did not win every race this season. He didn't win every race, but it didn't. He didn't need to win every race because he won more than anybody else, right? <laughs> and he won when the other guys were on the ground, which is really the 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 key thing, right? Yeah. So you're going to penalize him for other people crashing their bikes? No, because if that hadn't happened, he still would have won the championship, in my opinion. Maybe he would have. Maybe he wouldn't. Well, okay, we can wait another season to see if it's the truth. But I mean, how many do we have to see? Because I think it hurts it Moto does. America. It does. When one person is dominating, because you really want to see those last um lap battles. Just like I think that, you know, um Bautista isn't many isn't in many ways has hurt World Superbike, even though there's been a little bit from Ratzgadioglu. Um, and we should appreciate that because next year he's going to go retire on Scott Redding's bike, but um <laughs> he's be but, the the thing, the but, but 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 Gagne's like Jonathan Gray's gonna have a lot of second places next season. You think so? Yeah, he's so, gonna have a lot of second places because was, there's, was, no, was, there's no top right. Was that Domino's saying the No, that late? was actually Phil calling me. <laughs> he, he was calling he you during the show. Word. He called me during the show. <clears throat> Remind him of that next week. <laughs> how how inappropriate. How unprofessional of Phil. We're talking about Phil. So yes. yes. <laughs> That's what he wanted to do. He wanted to key us to have this conversation. <laughs> but um I the in the beginning of the season when Boubier was doing well, I was very, very hopeful. I said, God, this this might be exactly what we need to get out of this. And maybe it will be next year, but I don't know. I, I just, I you know, if if we have another season of Gagne winning the championship in uh, Moto America, I I fear they will bleed a lot of fans because it's just boring. Well, there's one way to fix that. Even with if you if you do nothing to correct the issue with Jake, and you have a dominant bike with a dominant rider who wins the vast majority of the races. They don't do mm. anything about that. Mm. There's still one way you can improve Moto America overall. More King of Baggers. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah, that's that, they, that's yeah. actually interesting to watch because there is something to be decided, right? Yeah. And it doesn't and, seem like... And there is a lot, of, the there's a lot of competition there, too. They've had there is. Four or five people win races this year. Yep, yep. So I don't know. But, you know, either that or they could just basically take Kanye's bike put bags on it, I guess. You know, <laughs> I'm not opposed to that. A different kind of aerodynamics, huh? Yeah, it's either that or have him drag an anchor. Uh, you know, they got to do something. So, but anyway, well, um, you, you, but you had, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but the good thing is, even though Jake has was dominant this year, other guys did have their moments, and we got a multiplicity of bikes that are almost capable of winning. I mean, you got, of course you got the Yamaha and you have the BMWs, both of them. Yep. And you have the Ducati. Yep. I mean, that's your top three bikes. Which is why I don't, I don't quite understand how that's the only Yamaha in the entire world. That's fast. You have to explain <laughs> this to me, right? 
I don't get that. I really don't. Again, I don't. I, don't I think it. it's a combination of a a good bike and a very good rider. Well, I'm look. I like Jake. I think he's a really nice guy. But if you took Jake and you put him on Ratsgadiaglu's bike, okay. Here's a hint. Try, let's try this. Okay, listen, World Superbike. And I would be curious to see if he because Ratsgadiaglu is an extremely talented rider. Yes. And I look. He has to you know, basically work his ass off to be able to compete at all with Batista and, and, and Ray before him. Yeah. And right. And so with both of those guys having to push that hard, the Ducati seems like it's kind of a leisurely ride almost right. For a lot of these guys. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it would be a humbling experience for Gagne and it's not like he hasn't had those before, but Anyways, you we, had some don't, more news. we don't have the same level of Ducati over here that they have in Europe either. I don't know. I mean, in, I think in, in the super sport, we do. I mean, I think the war that Warhorse Ducati is uh, unbelievable. Okay. I think it's a extremely super sport strong. I, to, I was thinking yeah. super bike, not super sport. Well, I would think Heron would, would disagree. I mean, that bike's capable of winning races. I don't think there's any question about it. All he's got to do is, is pass Jake. No, all he's gonna, I was going to say all he's got to do is get a hook or something onto his bike. Let him tow him for those extra couple miles an hour. The the only Yamaha that can beat a Ducati in the world, Jay Gagne is riding it. Yeah. They need to they need to rip that thing apart. He's got something else in there. Uh, whatever it is is working for him. But it isn't do working wanna, for the sport. It's not working for the sport. No. But at the same time, if you do this here with Motor America to level the playing for you, put you know ten pounds of weight mm-hmm. in, on his bike. That wouldn't be enough for Jay. I don't think so either. But ten no, pounds I, is I, quite, I, ten pounds I, is quite I, a I, bit. I literally think he needs to like tow a cow around or something behind him. <laughs> you know. But even you know, but I can't see him putting any more than ten pounds. Ten pounds would have to be the max. Otherwise, I mean, there's other issues you got to take into account. I, they just they they don't like you said they don't have any option for messing with the the engine, no, right? It so this won't work here. No. So anyway, uh, I thought you had m- an, another news item. Yeah, a little news item, okay. a little nugget. Of course, you know, Hayabusa's Suzuki Hayabusa's they're very fast motorcycles. People trick them out to you know get even faster. Mm-hmm. That's one. It and Harley are some of the premier drag bikes out there. Yeah, and uh, Guy Martin set a world record for the standing mile on a Hayabusa at two hundred and sixty nine point nine miles per hour, and he was always complaining about that he couldn't. You know, he'd make all these runs in the year he set that record, like three or four years ago, five years Mm -hmm. ago. He must have made twenty runs, and it was he could never get that extra tenth to get to two seventy. Yeah, well. His, his record was just broken this past week or so. Jared Jack Frost set a new record of 274.926 miles per hour from a standing start. Wait a minute. The guy's last name is Jack Frost? His, his middle name is quote-unquote Jack. They call him Jack Frost. Okay. But he has a first name. It's Jared. Jared Jack Frost. Jared Jack Frost. And is his last name Frost? Frost. Okay. All right. All right. I'm trying to get this down. And that that, that Jack Frost wasn't just a nickname that was given to the guy. No, his name is okay. Jared Frost. And they call and, him and Jack he, Frost. And, and he and he broke the record. Yep. 
Yeah, by quite about four miles, five miles an hour almost. On a Hayabusa. On a Hayabusa from a standing start. One yeah. mile, 274.9 miles per hour. Might, wow. Might as well say 275 miles an hour. He destroyed the record. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. So that's I'm a sure. huge amount. When you get to that point, five miles an hour is a huge difference. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. I, you know, I'm sure Guy Martin is probably already talking to you know designers and mechanics and manufacturers to figure out what he can put on a high boost to the, you know to try to break that record. And this was on what well, and and uh, when they do this is is this this is uh, on a track? Is it you know is it in a straight line like a drag strip? What is this a straight line? Okay, so it's it's, now, it's, it it's, okay. it's not like it wasn't at Bonneville. I forgot where it is actually what occurred, but like, it wasn't like, like at a Bonneville or anything. It was I mean, a mile straight is a lot. It's got almost got to be like an, an aircraft takeoff, you know, a landing, you know, field, right? Yeah. An air, airfield to have a mile. But I'm sure um, there's plenty of places they could do that. I guess. But even even wide body jets don't need a mile to take off. You'd have to be like someplace where they launch the SR 71s or something, right? Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm sure there's a places that are that fit the bill, but from a standing start hitting 275, be much more impressive if they did that. Much oh. more impressive if they did that on a Honda Grom. Sorry, that's just my opinion. <laughs> I wonder what the zero to sixty is on that bike. <laughs> Split second, right? <laughs> well, Split you second. know, you know, some of these, some of these, you know, hyper cars you see zero to sixty in two point one seconds. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, the Hayabusa. Zero to sixty in point two seconds. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. I mean, those drag bikes are unbelievable, you know. But anyway, okay. Um, yep, well, I, you know what? We can keep our fingers crossed that Phil will be back next week, or oh, that he, we can keep him crossed that he won't. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or Phil will just call in in the middle of the show, right? Like he just did. All right, everybody, we'll be back next week.